This podcast is a quest for well-being, a quest for a meaningful life through the exploration of fundamental truths, enlightening ideas, insights on physical, mental, and spiritual health. The inspiration is love. The aspiration is to awaken new ways of thinking that can lead us to a new way of being. Being well. Welcome to Body, Mind, and Soul Healing Conversations. You've decided it's time. You've taken a hard look around and realized your daily life is running you. If you only had a chance to set it all out in front, to clearly see how it's all supposed to fit together, you'd be free to take massive action toward your goals. Through Michaela's Life Coaching Services, you will partner together so you can gain clarity on where you want to go. Identify anything that is holding you back, along with what has helped you. Take realistic action towards getting there and stay accountable while doing so. Everyone's needs, goals, desires, and motivations are different. Michaela focuses on action that works for you, and we'll have some fun along the way. Valeria Tellez interviews Michaela A. Britton. She is a veteran educator, certified life coach, member of the International Coach Federation, and speaker. Michaela A. Britton is a veteran educator and certified life coach with 17 years of experience teaching, training, advising, and mentoring faculty and students. She has a bachelor's degree in psychology and a master's degree in education with a specialization in literacy and learning. Feeling a bit stuck and as though there was something else she was supposed to do, in 2017, Michaela received training as a certified life coach and started her coaching business, Michaela Adele Life Coaching, LLC. Her four-year coaching practice specializes in time management, mindset, and interview coaching. Her coaching practice centers around helping clients learn the habits and thought patterns that have led them to their success and break those that have worked against them. Through time management and accountability coaching, she helps her clients prioritize their daily lives, minimize distractions, and organize and develop productive lives. She is an active member of the International Coach Federation Central Florida chapter. Michaela's mission in life can be summarized by Maya Angelou's quote, my mission in life is not merely to survive, but to thrive. And to do so with some passion, some compassion, some humor, and some style. Meet Michaela at Michaela-Adele.com. Here is the interview with Michaela A. Britton. In your own words, who is Michaela A. Britton? Michaela A. Britton is a lover, a passionate person, an educator, a life coach, Um, Just a lover of life, of all things positivity. Mm, I love that. (laughs) I have to use the same word. A lover of life, of positivity and light living, I would call that. How did you come to be who you are? That's a beautiful place to live from. Yeah, absolutely. You know, one of the things that, you know, not just from a professional standpoint, but just personally with with who I am, you know, one of my greatest foundations was the fact that, you know, my dad served very proudly in the Army. Um, I'm an Army brat, as we are (laughs) typically called. (laughs) Yes. And 
you know, being able to travel the world and live in different areas really helped me, uh, you know, learn at an early age how to be adaptable and, you know, just be immersed in different cultures and understand um, people's varying backgrounds. And I really believe that having that foundation shaped me as an educator as well as a life coach. I actually talked to somebody today about television, just kind of watching this idea that most of us are very comfortable in watching life happen on TV, magazines and all. What is your perspective on that? TV and magazines and just watching life to happen. Is that something that can be helpful or it's the contract, the opposite of natural living, healthy living? Well, I think there are two answers to that, right? You know, there's everything in moderation. So certainly, you know, if, if we think, yeah, if we think about, you know, for example, fitness, you're watching yoga on TV, this program. Well, in, in that case, it's beneficial because you're likely to get very inspired and motivated by what you see, you know, but then it has the opposite effect, especially social media, right? I was having this conversation the other day with someone in that, you know, there's this persona that some people feel the need to uh, put up on social media where you don't really know what the real life is because we feel, you know, some people feel that need to compete. They see all these pictures and all these lavish things that it seems that everybody is doing. And, and so there's some elements of feeling, uh, you know, like they've got to keep up or that they're behind. So I, I, I definitely think there is a place for it. Everything in moderation, you know, we have to create that balance, which isn't always easy, <laughs> yes, but, right. but, you know, but, but it, but it can be done. We have to be careful with that and just not lose ourselves to what we're seeing on social media and what we're seeing on television. And with that in mind as well, talk to me for a moment about your idea of having a healthy mindset. What does it look like? How would you describe that? Oh my gosh. It, first off, it is everything. Having a healthy mindset is everything. And in its most basic form, you know, when I talk about and coach people through having a healthy mindset, I'm looking at them, you know, the fact that they are taking care of themselves. You know, are we doing things both mentally, spiritually, and physically? All, which all contribute to those healthy mindsets. Are we creating habits? You know, part of creating a healthy mindset is creating those habits that will lead to our success and being able to break the ones that are contributing to our demise, you know, which is where coaching comes in because that's not always easy, right? It takes time to create those habits. And anytime we're trying to break them, you know, it takes time as well. But just the overall essence of having that healthy mindset is being able to take care of yourself. You know, sometimes people think, well, that's selfish if I'm focusing on on myself. But I was just sharing with someone today, if you don't take care of you, you know, if your mind is not right, if you're not mentally strong, if you don't have the stamina and the energy, you're not able to be what you need to be to yourself, let alone anybody else. And it sounds like such a basic thing, but I cannot tell you how many how many people I talk to that have forgotten that part. Mm -hmm. You know, and they are crashing and burning fast. That is 
so, so true. And I can think about myself and moments or some experiences I have where I do exactly that. I forget about taking care of myself and then I take care of everybody else or everything else around me. And so what are some of the obstacles to that, Michaela, to not even to have, but it's almost like... um, a shift, isn't it? Like a shift in perspective. The question is, what are the obstacles to this kind of mind shift that you speak of? Well, one major factor is guilt. You know, just in talking to people, it's, I feel guilty, right? Or if I'm not crashing and if I'm not exhausted at the end of the day, I must not, I must be doing something wrong. So it's that if I, if I work on myself, like you said, it's, that, that feeling of selfish, right? We can take care of everybody else, but sometimes we get to take care of ourselves. And a lot of that will arise from guilt. Sometimes it's just habits that we've created. You know, we've been, we're, we're so used to not really paying attention to the mind. You know, there are some people who will work on the physical all day long, but forget that part. You know, what am I doing to ensure that I'm mentally strong, which of course we know it all correlates, right? The mind, body, spirit, it all connects. Sure. Also, another topic that I love discussing here is this idea of self-love and self-care. Do you see them as the same thing or they are somehow different from your perspective? Self-love and self-care. Well, I think I think they are related. Right. Because if we, you know, essentially, if we are loving on ourselves, we're, we're taking care of ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. So, that, so there's overlap. When you speak of this balance, um, mind, body, spirit, talk to me for a moment about the spirit aspect of, of, of being a human. How would you describe that? Is that something that relates to being religious or the way you teach and the way you coach being in touch with the spirit? It's quite different. I would love Absolutely. to know more about that. Yeah, great. And I love that question. You know, I I think it means something different to everybody, you know, depending on what you practice and what that means to you. But, you know, one thing that is true, regardless of what spirituality means to each individual person, is that it is going to, you know, those of us who identify as spiritual, that will drive the way that we respond in different scenarios and situations. So it 100% connects, right? If you, your, your spirituality is going to determine how, how you respond to a scenario at work, for example, you know, if you experience a, a conflict, you know, a negative conflict of some sort, what your belief system spiritually is going to impact how you're going to handle that. You know, that's, it doesn't mean that, uh, it won't be challenging at times, but certainly you're going to draw upon that in the way that you perceive it, and the way that you respond to the scenario. And this is something that we actually learn to do as well, Michaela, or it's something natural that comes to us naturally. For me, it has been a practice, a lifetime, so many shifts and so many um, spiritual beliefs that I adopted along the way. Now it's more like an open space for just accepting everything as it is and being operating from unconditional self-love. That's the practice, really, <laughs> for me, has yeah. been. So I'm wondering, for most of us, is something that has been a lifelong journey, or for some of us, it comes naturally, that spiritual aspect? I believe that part of it comes naturally, 
but I do believe that it is a practice. You know, think about people that you know who may have started in one journey when they were younger, but as they uh, began to grow and develop their own value system, maybe they went a different direction in terms of their spiritual element. So in that case, I, you know, I agree with you. Main, the maintenance aspect of it, for sure. The maintenance and the consistency, just like with anything that we do spiritually, mentally, or physically, definitely involves practice. So I, I love that word that you use there. Yeah. And how do you define success these days? What is to be successful to you? <laughs> I love that. I Smile because, you know, when I taught, uh, I taught personal development classes, just as a side note, for 10 years to college students. And that was always one of the very first questions we would ask the students. <laughs> what does that, what does that mean to you? Because that helps with motivation. But for me, it's, it's about knowing that I'm living and walking in my purpose. Absolutely. The financial freedom is a huge part of success for me. But I also, I have to love what I do. I'm one of those people for me being successful is loving what I do, which I'm very blessed that in, you know, both the education, the higher education and coaching sides of my life, uh, you know, I, I absolutely love both. And then that's success. Ah, that sounds wonderful to me. It seems like you have been living in that way for all your life, right, McKellar? If that's something that you didn't have to work on, <laughs> that sounds even better. <laughs> Well, I'll date myself, Valerie, just since you mentioned it, 17 years, the 17 year career. (laughs) Right. Um, And if life had one purpose, one purpose only, what would that be? Oh, let's see. One purpose and one purpose. So for me or just generally speaking? Well, I have to focus on you because that's your unique perspective on life. You know, I would just, I would, and, it, and it's not so general, so I won't say general, but just to summarize it to say, I just believe we all have a purpose. You know, there are things that, you know, like I'm sure a lot of other people feel that we don't always understand everything that happens. We don't always understand the why behind everything that happens, but I do believe there's a purpose. And because I walk in that purpose every day, I see that. So I say, you know, I may not understand everything that happens, but I, I'm making a difference. And, and to me, that's my purpose. You know, when I'm working with my students as a you know, student service coordinator, when I'm coaching my clients, I'm making a difference. I'm helping people change lives, even personally with the relationships that I have. We're, we're making those connections. We're making a difference, you know, in each other's lives. And for me, that's the purpose. And, and, and to do good, you know, to, to live in my purpose and to know that I'm making a difference and, you know, and just having fun in spite of, you know, just thriving and not surviving. Yes. Oh, you said that, actually. Um, um, your bio has that really caught my attention. It's something that you quoted Maya Angelou, who yeah. said, my mission in life is not merely to survive, but to thrive and to do so with some passion, some compassion, sense, some humor and some style. <laughs> that <Yeah>. is so <laughs> her and it's so true. Ah, and then what comes to mind is how do we learn to recognize when we are there, live in our purpose? And how do we find it in the first place? You know, it's definitely 
multi multi layered in finding that, and and it takes it takes work and just self awareness. You know, I think it starts there and just realizing, uh, you know, just being aware of who we are, what motivates us. You know, do we understand? Because it's, you know, let me back up. It's different for everybody. You know, even from a career perspective, I talk to people all the time and some people are very similar to me in that they need both. Absolutely. They want the financial freedom, but they they want to enjoy what they do. That's what makes getting up every day mean something. Whereas for other people, their motivation career wise is as long as I'm making money, having a family, being able to have stable relationships, all of that is purposeful and, and, and meaningful to me. You know, yeah. it's, it's all encompassing because those relationships definitely matter. Another question I have, the opening questions, um, I have way too many. Let me ask you this one. <laughs> what do you love most about being in a human body? <sighs> I love the, the agility, the, the diversity you know, our bodies are just so amazing. <laughs> they're, they're, they're just absolutely amazing. Another question is, open question, is the idea of true power. What comes to mind, Michaela? You know, I see true power, you know, as being able to, you know, being able to understand that you are not responsible for other people's thoughts, feelings, and behaviors. And that's not always an easy concept to understand. You know, when you allow other people to dictate your moves and uh, determine, determine how far you're going to go, you're giving them that power. You know, so I, I see power in that way and being able to understand who you are. And it takes work. It takes self takes work, but it can be done, you know, and the, the work can be done. But when you stand in that purpose, you have that power. When you're able to stand in your purpose, you have that power. Yeah, that resonates very much true to me that we can do that. It has been something that I have been practicing for a while now, not to take in the negativity, the feelings of other people around me. That has been a real challenge, actually. It still happens. I'm getting better at it, seems to me, but it's still there. That for me comes from a sense of connectivity with mm -hmm. everything. So because I don't believe I have a life, I believe I am life. So oh, I love that. Yeah, because I, I feel connected to everything. It's really a challenge to block <laughs> or try <laughs> to push away anything that's around me. I wonder if this is possible, Michaela, that... It's possible to push away some of these energies, the negative energies. Like, for example, when my husband gets upset, then that's it becomes my mindset. It becomes it's just my feelings, too. And then I'm trying to do something to make him feel better so I feel better. This is something that you help your clients with or it's outside of your work arena? No, it's actually it's actually related because it very much so is, you know, the mindset you know, aspect of that, like you said, and just, and it, it's a work in progress. You know, even those of us who, like you said, you and I, who have been in the field a, a while and have been doing the work, it's still, like you said, a practice. It's <laughs> yeah, it is. Practice because you're, we're always surrounded by other human beings and we're having to ensure that we're not um, constantly, a, 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 we want to adapt, 
you know, but not completely alter our personalities and our moods just for everybody else. And that that takes practice. And that is something that I help my clients work through so that you you're able to be in a situation wherein you're in your your basically your happiness is not determined based on other people's moods. And that takes practice to be able to walk in and do your, you know, do your job and be effective and decide that I'm going to have a good day, regardless of what the surrounding scenarios are. That doesn't mean you can't, you can't control all of the circumstances that happen, but you can determine how you respond. And that, and that doesn't mean that you won't, nothing has the ability to bother you, right. Or upset you, you get to determine how far you let it go. I'm just not going to let that get me so worked up. Yes, I recognize that this situation may have bothered me, but I'm not going to let it completely tear me down wherein now my entire day is ruined. And anytime something like that happens, my entire day is ruined because that's also not healthy. But again, I go back to the fact that it takes work and I'm always realistic with my clients. It takes work, but it can be done. It very much sounds like it because I have been trying to practice that practice without detaching because I don't want to detach and not feel empathy for others around me. So that's such an interesting dance because in order to feel less of what other people are feeling, it seems like we need to detach. It's a practice that I don't engage in. I don't really like the idea of trying to detach myself from anything. I guess this is another podcast conversation. <laughs> Let's leave it at that, <laughs> right? <laughs> to go Do deeper. Continue, into guys. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Talk to me about the um, confidence mindset and also time management. This is something that you specialize in, if I am correct, am I? Yeah, time management and then also healthy mindsets and having a confident mindset. So how do you work with your clients, Michaela, online, offline, how it works? That would be great if you could describe a little bit more on those specific services that you offer and how do you work with them online, offline, individuals, corporations, groups? A combination thereof. So I do private coaching sessions virtually as I just started back in office. Uh, I was doing 100% virtual due to COVID, like many others. Uh, most of it still is virtual, but I do have some in-office uh, sessions as well. And um, I do work with organizations in terms of conducting workshops. I have one scheduled in February. And so sometimes I'll partner with companies that, you know, just want to engage in more time management activities. That's that's really been the big thing in terms of partnering with uh, companies, working on the time management piece. Yeah. Wow, that seems to be like a very uh, inspiring idea for me <laughs> when I think about time management. Um, not so great at it. What are some of the suggestions that you can give us on becoming better at it? Well, I always think of time management like this. And anytime I teach this segment, I always say we're really not managing the amount of hours in the day. You know, if we're alive and well and breathing, the 24 hours will happen. So we're really not controlling. What we're doing is managing the tasks that are within our control within that time frame. So, you know, it's everything from first off, understanding what our challenges are. You know, are you someone who procrastinates? Procrastination may not be 
an issue that you struggle with. Um, it might be in trying to get organized. I work with clients who are just really trying to figure out how to stop spinning their wheels and maximize and prioritize their goals. Right. So those are really some major areas that we work on. Yeah, that sounds very good. And I wanted to get a little bit of um, more insights from you when it comes to that. Like in my case, the reason why sometimes I get really messy around time is because I tend to, let's see, to be present and with whatever I'm doing in the moment. And mm -hmm. I kind of forget about time. It's almost as if it relaxes me to be in the moment and uh, fully engaged with what is happening, that I forget about uh, the idea of time, that I am in time even. The result of that is just being late. I notice that a lot because I do a lot of um, relaxation work, breathing work. So while I'm doing something like now talking to you, I'm mm -hmm. breathing and I'm relaxed and uh, it feels really great. And I forget about time. We could talk until six <laughs> and I will never even feel it <laughs> So for two hours, three hours. So, yeah, for people like me, <laughs> yeah, talk to me for a moment. I don't know what to do about it because it feels really good and it seems like I'm practicing my practice, what I believe in, which is being present and staying present. Yes. And that's so powerful, though, too. I love that. And I and I feel that I feel even calmer and talking to you. You have you have that way. And it's not always, a, a, you know, a negative thing, you know, for your specific practice that works. You know, of course, until, until you have to look at based on your life situation, personally and professionally, clearly what you're doing is working for you, right? And that's one of the things we have to look at too, because there's no, um, there's no one size fits all. There are tons of strategies. We know that results proven strategies that work, but as we work with clients, right, we, we customize and individualize so that we figure out which techniques are going to work from them. For them. So the same would be true with you. You know, based on your practice, we will look at, well, if you're feeling like you are always late and it's hindering your success, okay, let's look at how we can work to scale that back. So again, I'm just giving, you know, generic examples, but working with clients, we deep dive and, and talk more specifically one-on-one, -on -one, but everybody, you know, that time management looks a little different for each person, you know, based on their own, their individual life situation. You're late because you're relaxing. You know, yes. you, you just have to. <laughs> <laughs> How do I tell that? Yes, that is so true. I love that suggestion. I mean, what you just said, because we are unique and we do things in a unique way. Everything's so unique. And then trying to fit into a box or following rules, it just doesn't work. Like for me, it would never work. How did you feel today? I was late 30 minutes. Well, I appreciated the fact that you gave a significant heads up. Yeah. Right. So I have plenty of time. I mean, it was about two hours or so Yeah. prior to when we were scheduled. So, yeah. Yeah. you know, the biggest thing is, you know, self-awareness. So if, if mm. this is something that you realize, mm. okay, I need to work on this because it's hindering me enough. Yeah, you know, yeah. then that I, then I would say yes, right? Because as we know, co a huge part of coaching is that the person has to want to be coached. They have to want mm. to be committed to the process. Right. And so, if you're saying, you know what, I'm not okay with that. This is some, you know, I want to work on managing my time more effectively. Then mm. uh, that would definitely be something that 
I would encourage. And it's possible, you know, and, <laughs> yeah. it, it, and, it, and, and the fact that you're honest, right? You just have to have that commitment <laughs> to working on it. Because like you said, if you're honest before, yes. uh, you're like, I can be late to the party, the barbecue. I don't really care about that. But when you are at a point where you realize, okay, you know what? I need to make this change. Right. I'm not okay with that. Then mm-hmm. we start looking at your personal and professional life and what you have going on and what your goals are for managing your time. So even if it's just, you know, I want to make mm-hmm. sure I can, if I say four o'clock, then I'm able to stick to that time frame and honor that time frame. Yeah. Then we take a look at, you know, at any barriers that what barriers are hindering that and get you on a plan that works. I love that because what you do, this is more the work of a, of a guide. So you are empowering people like myself just now by saying that, that I'm the one that should be aware enough to make that decision. If I want to change or not, it, the reasons why the change needs to happen. So I love that. This is something that the client decides. I mean, if they are coming to you in the first place, is because they, they need help in that area. They are feeling that they are being hindered somehow or it's affecting them somehow. So, Absolutely. Yeah, that's yeah. empowering. I love that, Michaela. It's just, uh, for me, has been this, it's almost like a contradiction to everything that I believe in, which is being present mm-hmm. and relaxing to do what you do without the restrictions and constraints it goes back to this um, idea of dancing with life, of um, just being life itself and moving according to whatever happens without trying to control and be different. So, yeah, I don't think I can change that, but I'll try. <laughs> I'll, really, I'll, I'll give <laughs> some thought. <laughs> yeah, it, but, it, but it's working for you. I was going to say, and being present is important. You know, that's a huge part of coaching. You know, that's one of our major tenets is that we are present in the session. So I'm not focused on anything other than what is happening right then in the session with my client. And for you, that might mean staggering your schedule, because you know that if you're working with a client and you start at four o'clock and maybe with your program, let's just say for sake of argument, it's a 30 minute exercise that you have them working on, but more than likely it's going to go over that. Right. So that might just be the, one of the tips for you that, you know what, I have to kind of stagger it, but again, look at, look at what's working. And that, I love that. I appreciate your transparency too, Valerie. And that's a really good example of how we have to look at what is going on in in our life because of your practice. Like you said, it's almost a contradiction. So we have to kind of figure out what working on what time management looks like for you and your practice. Mm, Yeah, that's true. So that, yeah, it takes, I mean, it's a different, yeah, we'll take a different view, a different perspective Mm -hmm, because we're all unique. I love that, Michaela. What a a beautiful work you do. Thank you for doing what you do, the way you do it. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) So I do have a few more questions for you, the ending questions. But before that, you do offer some programs as well. I have two of them here. Hopefully I have all of them. It's um, (laughs) your mindset matrix and then the 60 day accountability intense. Would you like to talk about these programs and how are they accessed? I know I will have your website on the podcast profile too. Sure. Yes. The mindset matrix, you know, really gets down to, um, or is for people who are ready to do things differently. They're realizing what they're doing is not working in terms of, you know, their habits and, and mindsets towards success. Even if they're not able to clearly articulate exactly what's going on, they know they need to make a change. They're ready to make a difference and create those healthier habits. And so we partner together 
in our one-to-one, uh, one-on-one interaction. I'm providing that guidance and accountability, and there's different levels that they can work with me, just depending on how much support they would like. And the accountability intensive is really, really good for my time management clients because we really take a deep dive in that um, shorter amount of time, and we're able to take a look at and prioritize their goals help them stay on track so that they can manage their busy lives without crashing and burning at the end of the day. And they too have that one-on-one support as well as, uh, as well as supportive um, materials as well. And then we're able to reassess after that 60 days and decide where they want to go next. That sounds really good. And I'll have your website on the podcast profile so they can access that because I know you have on your website. And are you also on social media, Michaela? Yes, I am. I'm on Facebook and LinkedIn. Facebook and LinkedIn. I don't have those links. If you can send it to me, that'll be wonderful. I'll include them Absolutely. too. There's something else that you wrote that was really good that I love Thanks. that phrase. You said something you wrote, I think it's not part of your biography, but something else that I accessed on your website, maybe you sent it to me, I'm not sure. But you said, I learned at an early age how to be flexible and adapt to new environments while maintaining stability and continuing to move forward. That really caught my attention, the flexibility. We talked earlier when you talked about yourself, when I asked the question about who you are, but flexibility and adapt to new environments. That is such a powerful message, which goes back to the idea of being open to life and not so limited by ideas and concepts that we have created for ourselves or have been influenced by. So that's a beautiful message. Thank you again. Thank you. And reminder. So I do have those ending questions. Would you like to add anything else that we didn't discuss, Mankella? No, just uh, just reiterating, you know, that favorite quote of mine. I just really hope that everybody will live by that as well, you know, and understand that even even when things get really, really hard, you know, we can find our support systems and find ways so that we are living, you know, a quality of life and not just being here physically. Mm, yes, a billion times to that. Yes. And two more questions, the ending questions. What is another word for life? Purpose. Mm, yeah. And the last question is, what are three things you wish everyone to experience before they lose the body, before they die? True love, true unconditional love, peace, um, and just a sense of belongingness. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, tell me about it. Yeah. That will, I mean, <laughs> the world will be completely different, right? If we all right. experience that <laughs> unconditional love. Thank you so much, Michaela, for being you. Thank you. Uh, for what you do, how you do it. Thank you for sharing your wisdom, your presence. Thank you for everything. Thank you for having me. And before we say goodbye, where can we find more information about you, your products, services, programs, and future projects? You can definitely check out everything you need to know on that website link that will be posted with the podcast. So I have all of my programs there, as well as the social media links also. Wonderful. Yeah, I'll have all those three links, website and social media links on your podcast profile. Thank you again, and we'll talk soon. Bye for now. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. To learn more about Michaela A. Britton and her work, please visit Michaela-Adele.com.
more about this podcast, please visit fitforjoy.org/podcast. Thank you again for listening and bye for now.